Ah, yes, it's with great expense to the management on a public holiday and <laughs> Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. That I'll the, give you my taxi slip. The, the, <laughs> the Kangaroos coach has joins me in the studio. Because, Mal, you, you've just come from Caxton Street, Gambaros. I did, did Gambaros, <laughs> off in the pub, no. <laughs> Where there has been a fairly significant announcement. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Um, the Prime Minister was there, Anthony Albanese, Pat Conroy, which is um, the Minister for Pacific Development. And obviously Andrew Abdo, the CEO of the um, NRL, were there to launch um, the Pacific Championships at the end of the year and next year as well. So um, really exciting stuff. Uh, as we would have read in the, in the in the news, there's a whole heap of years to come. So they're, they're sort of playing right out to the next World Cup, which is in 2026 here in Australia. Um, yeah, so it's really exciting news. It helps all the, all the Pacific nations in particular, eligibility, availability, um, it gives us an opportunity to, you know, plan our teams, plan our seasons, um, and improve, you know, for the culmination, obviously, to a World Cup um, in four or five years' time. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of the Pacific Championship in, in a moment, but just to have an international calendar locked oh, in, locked away. Yeah, it's sensational. So, yeah. Well, it gives them certainty. It gives us all certainty around what's happening. It's like a month, month period um, initially, you know, through October and early parts of November. So everyone knows, all the clubs know, all the players know, all the coaches know what's what's in the, the pipeline, which is great. Um, and then the, obviously the planning that comes off the back of that um, helps everyone. All right, step us through it. Uh, it's uh, it's almost two competitions in one, isn't it, the Pacific Championship? Yeah, the Pacific Championship. So um, what they call the Tier 1 teams, I guess. Um, so it's Australia, New Zealand and Samoa in uh, Pacific Championships. That's the sort of Tier 1. Tonga's heading to the UK, which is great news. So so the, the Northern Hemisphere hasn't been forgotten. Uh, and then there's a, a, a second tier, which is Fiji, Papua New Guinea and Cook Islands playing two test matches, uh, or yeah, two test matches up in, Papua, in uh, Port Moresby. Uh, we've got two test matches in New Zealand and two, match, two test matches here in Australia. So we play Samar up in Townsville mm-hmm. uh, on October 14th. And then we go down to Amy Stadium down in Melbourne to play against the Kiwis. And that's a part of it I like as well, Mal. I mean, as much as Brisbane and Sydney miss out, but you know what? You, you're taking it to, to regions. You're taking it to areas where, well, Melbourne growing the game. We know yeah. what the Melbourne Storm are doing down there and, and Townsville as well, who normally don't get a taste of, yeah, of rep footy. New Zealand's been missed out a little bit in, in recent times. Not only through COVID, but, you know, just test matches over there. So uh, the Kiwis get to uh, host you know, Samara at Eden Park. So that'll be a full stadium at Eden Park, no doubt. And then there's a final series. So obviously based on the top two teams of that pool, um, they'll play a GF um, at Hamilton in Waikato, which mm. is where the Warriors were last weekend. They performed so well. So it's interesting. It's great. It's great. Like I said, there's great certainty in the international program and everyone can plan accordingly. Ever been to Hamilton? Ever been to Waikato? Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I haven't played there. I've stayed there uh, a few times, actually. So... Yeah, it's a good good place. The world's not far away from Auckland. It's just no. down the just down the highway. In uh, wine country as well. In oh. good wine country and wine good country. horse horse country as well. <laughs> breeders around they, that they, area. They are mad there. The locals. There's a bloke. So the Waikato Chiefs in yes. rugby union are yes. based there, and they have a bloke who gets up in a cherry picker at the back of the stand, outside of the ground, behind the stand, with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he revs up the crowd with a ring, 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 ring from oh, a cherry seriously? picker. Yep. 
You're waiting for the punchline. But well, the, we got to, we got to get there first, obviously. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I don't know where his allegiances lay with rugby league, but that's yeah. what he does in Super Rugby for the okay. Waikato Chiefs. Well, they've got to come up with something there, I guess. So, <laughs> someone sitting on the sideline drinking good good Waikato wine, I would imagine. You know, some nice reds and whites. Uh, very nice indeed. Now, as you said, it's got government backing too. You're making the international game stronger. The, the second tiers, they're they're playing and. Yeah. And a huge, yeah, a huge specific focus. Yeah, yeah. So the the federal government, uh, Australian governments, uh, allocated seven million uh, to you know put towards the Pacific region uh, in rugby league uh, as well. So it's not only players, but referees, administrators, you know, coaches. So we're sort of trying to bring the whole whole you know uh, rugby league um, atmosphere up in all the different nations. You know how successful it was off the World Cup. You know where you know Tonga beers in nineteen and. It, the rugby league world exploded in Tonga. Then obviously the Samoans uh, made the grand final, the final of the the World Cup last year, and created global interest. Which is you know there's there's heaps of Pacific Islands all around the world, isn't yeah. it? You know, so but not only that, we have got Papua, Papua New Guinea. You, we know how passionate they are. And I made mention this morning. You know, I feel that if we can continually um, keep on promoting the international game, uh, particularly around the Pacific at the, at the moment, I think it can rival Origin. As a spectacle, and as you know, passionate supporters get behind their their country colours for a change. You know, yeah. so as we know, there's 50 percent uh, Pacific Islanders in the, in our national competition. Um, there's great there's great representation from First Nations people around the 14 percent. Um, so there, there's there's certainly um, the the mix of you know ancestral nations uh, to create a, a really good uh, World Cup uh, program and. Uh, in six twenty six, you know, I think there's ten teams going to be involved with that, so it'll be very competitive. The beauty of this too, Mal, it's it's the men's teams and, and the women's and, the women's, and yeah. the women's team as well, and, and we're seeing right now in this country what the Matildas are doing for well, not only women's sport, <laughs> yeah. but not, and not sorry, not just soccer, but the women's sport. Yeah, man, it's been absolutely phenomenal, you know. So obviously, off the back of Matildas and and the um, the support they've garnered over this, you know, the World Cup. Um, has been enormous, but you know the NRL W girls are you know they're getting better. Um, just one netball, you know, we cricket the cricketers are you know, tr- tremendous as well. So, yeah, I mean the the footprint for women's sport is getting bigger. Um, the good thing about our work, our uh, program, your national program, is going to be equity in payments as well uh, between the women and the men's. So yeah, the women the women are still playing against they're playing against New Zealand, and they're playing against. Uh, I think it's Tonga as well. Um, so they, there's equity. So whenever time we play a game of, of rugby league in the national space, the women get paid the same as the men, which is, I think is fantastic. Yeah, unbelievable stuff. And, and that just promotes the game. That, 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 that allows them to be professional, train like professionals, yeah. and it lifts the set. Not that the standard's bad <laughs> by any means. We're well, not suggesting that at all. Well, but the it's... women's space, their, their standards have improved dramatically. Yeah. That's by giving them an opportunity. Yeah. It, and then it, it becomes think... aspirational for young Correct. kids. And we... We see the growth of, of youth soccer in Australia already yeah. off the back of the Matildas. You know, it's just, um, it's fantastic. And we are, a, we are a sporting nation. It's just great that men and women can get equal opportunity. Before we get into Payne Haas, I want to ask you, as a coach who's coached at a World Cup, your best player's been on the bench. You've been using them sparingly. I'm talking Sam Kerr right here. Do, yeah. do, you, do you start Sam Kerr tonight? I would, I would with a good warm up, you know. So you look at, I, I don't know. I, I think you know, but what I know about soccer and the Matildas, and they've worked really hard and they've won games off the back of their defence. 
you know, so their, their, their brick wall at the back, back defending has been enormous. So, um, maybe not, maybe not, maybe, maybe you just, if you think about it, maybe you just create that brick wall because, you know, England's going to come at you. They, yeah. they play an exciting brand of, of football. Um, and so maybe you need to defend that. That's what they did, you know, in recent game against um, who they played last time. Probably. Yeah, they played. No, they played the French. The French, yeah. sorry, yeah. the French who were, you know very extravagant, and then yeah. they just defended their backsides off for that first bit of the period. And then obviously, then they they got into their stride a little bit. So it frustrates people. And I heard you, you know, talk to to Matty Rogers. It's about winning those moments. It's about mm. every moment in a game. And defensively, if you can frustrate the opposition. Um, and put them off their game, all of a sudden things start to open up. So you win. And that's what they say in, in, in sport. You win through your defence. Yeah. Um, and if you if you keep uh, battling away at that and, and win every contest defensively, well, then that trans, transcends into, you know, the attack and you, you, you may get some goals. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It, maybe at the – it's interesting because he's done a, such a terrific job and he's been criticised sometimes bit about how he uses Sam, but – um, I think defence is the focus early and maybe you put Sam on when it starts to open up again. There we go. We are picking the mind of Mal Meninga, Kangaroos coach, uh, the Maroons Messiah, the 13th Immortal. Mal, well, we can just keep talking it up at 14 minutes past 11 on People's Day at the Ecker, and it is People's Day around the country. We are dripping green and gold, not only because of the Matildas, but the Kangaroos as well and the Jillaroos who will be in action, as we've heard, over the month of October leading into November. Mal, the... <laughs> The biggest news, and it actually it knocked the Matildas off the lead story last night, was Payne Haas yeah. re-signing. Um, gr- great news for rugby league. Great news for the Broncos. A great I, decision yeah. by Payne and his management. I, I believe. I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, takes pressure off the club, the team, him, uh, as they lead into the final. So the timing, I felt, was was excellent. Um, and I think, you know, Payne... Payne Lives here, he, he, breathes, he breathes Brisbane, breathes Queensland, uh, southeast Queensland. I just think it's the right decision for him and his family's nearby. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's the best decision for him and, and, and rugby league in general. You'd be looking forward to having him in October too, wouldn't you? Well, I hope he's right. Well, I hope he's available. He wasn't available last year because of obviously personal reasons and stuff. So I'd love to have him in the national side. Mate, he has he has put everything aside from him. I mean, he he got booed fifteen months ago yeah. uh, from the Broncos crowd, and and for me that was almost a catalyst for him. Things changed. He's changed man. He's changed a lot of management. But yeah. but whatever's going on in his personal life, and there's a lot, he's he's been able put to that aside. put that aside and just be so professional about it. And that's I think, and I suggested this morning that his signature could be one of the most important at Red Hill since Wayne Bennett signed on in 1988. Yeah, and Glenn Lazarus. In Glenn yeah, Lazarus. Yeah, but yeah, just stole, Wayne stole him from the Raiders. <laughs> 1991, it was October 16th. <laughs> I'm glad to we're see actually you on route, We're on route up, yeah. to Papua New, up to Papua New Guinea in 1991 yeah. um, for, for a tour. The Australian team was going up to, to Papua New Guinea for a three-week tour. Yeah. It was the best three weeks of our, our life. Honestly, we, we had a fantastic time touring up in, 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 in Papua New Guinea. And we had to pull into the uh, – it was a private plane. We pulled into the Brisbane airport and Lazo jumped off for whatever reason. And we found out that John Rebo and Wayne Bennett were waiting for him in the in the terminal at the International Airport. Oh, really? And then he's come onto the plane. He's come onto the plane. He's obviously signed the contract and he told me, I'll just sign with the Broncos, mate. Sorry, I'm leaving the Raiders. There's a little inside story for you. In wow. 1991. So, but to go back to Payne, yeah, um, yeah I think, I think um, 
is an enormous signing. Signing and everything that he that he goes through personally, and he can put all that aside and go and play, you know, the footy football he does, rugby league that he does is extraordinary. And I reckon he can only get better because his his personal life's can't be can't be all chaos all the time, no. can it? So eventually he's going he's going to settle down. Yep. You know, life's going to he's got a young 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 baby, great girl. So all of a sudden life will settle down, and as he matures and gets more experience, I think he's even going to get better. So he's worth that sort of money. Uh, Mal Meningo, my guest as he is every Wednesday, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Mal, what we'll do right now at 17 and a half past 11, we're going to take a quick break because on the other side of that, one of your World Cup boys, uh, Murray Tawalongi, is uh, going to be on the line from North Queensland. They have a fairly big match tomorrow night against the Sharks. Big, yeah, yeah he basically will keep their season alive. So um, have, have some, have, have a think, some questions yeah. to ask. To yeah, yeah okay. it'd be right. fantastic. No uh, an insight that you will not find anywhere else. Keep it locked here on SEN. Q, uh, 6.93am and 1620 on the Gold Coast. And if you're listening on the app, wherever it may be in this great uh, state of ours, this great country of ours, in fact, it could be anywhere on the globe. Uh, the number is the same, 13 13 Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. 23 minutes past 11, People's Day at the Ecker, and we do have, uh, well, People's Champ. I'm throwing that out, Mal, the People's Champ. I've been speaking to Shane Webke. I called him the People's Champ. I'm going to call you the People's <laughs> Champ as well. Uh, Mal, Mal Meninga, who's, who calls himself the People's Champ? Oh, Usman Khawaja. So oh, he, okay, there you he, go. He, there we go. Usman so he, good, yeah. <laughs> you're in good company. Uh, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. You can try the new fragrance, DC10 Sport by Dan Carter, Mal. Uh, new and exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. Before we get to Murray Tawalangi, who's in Cowboys country, uh, Tim has texted through. Hey, Mel, would the NRL consider having an Indigenous team playing against the Pacific Nations uh, as well as the Aussie team? And that's from Tim up in Caloundra. Uh, My view on that, Tim, is that um, if you're good enough to play for Australia, you'll play for Australia regardless of what your ancestral background is, you know. So if you want to play for Australia, if you're First Nations, I think, and I think that's the the attitude of uh, most of the First Nations or the Indigenous players that play in the comp, um, they want to play for the Kangaroos. They want to put that green and gold jersey on. Yeah, um, we've got the you know the Indigenous All Stars, which is fa- fabulous content, uh, yeah. concept, and you know obviously played played over New Zealand, and, which is you know huge. Um, so I, I, that's my personal opinion. I think eventually, perhaps um, where you might just do an international game, not a Test match, but an international game where you do have that type of you know, concept. But uh, yeah, and I'm a fan of if you're an Australian. Um, and you're good enough to play for Australia in the green and gold jersey. That's that's who you represent. Yeah, well said, Tim. Thank you for the question. Keep them coming through. Oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. Someone who was good enough to and is good enough to play for Australia is uh, kind enough to give us some time on the phone now. He's uh, calling in from Cowboys country. I speak none other than the Kangaroos. Well, he's a World Cup winger, but he's playing in the centres this week. Uh, Murray Tawalangi, very good morning to you. Hey guys, hey, thanks for having me. Hey Mazza, it's Mal here, mate. How you going? Hey, good, thank you, Mal. That's good. How, what's it like playing in the centres from the wing? Um, what's, what's your preferred position, you reckon? Oh, preferred playing centre uh, growing up, but yep. uh, just got to do what the team needs, and that was um, playing in the wing. So, sort of felt comfortable playing in the wing, and now got a job to do to play in the centre while Val's 
um, out with suspension. Now you're doing a good job. You know, you should have told me that on the World Cup, mate. I might have put you in the centres as well. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah, nah, it's good now. Um, <laughs> got, a, got a game under my belt and um, hopefully I can do a better job this weekend. Hey, Muzz, that's a big rap from one of the best centres ever to play the game too. Now, tomorrow night is going to be, uh, well, it's it's do or die, basically, isn't it, for your team? No, no pressure, but against the Sharks, you've just got to keep winning to be any chance of playing in September. Yeah, exactly right. Um, for us, our main focus is week by week, and this week we've got to do a good job on the Sharks. Um, they've racked up a couple of wins back-to-back, and um, we're coming off uh, back-to-back losses, so... For us is to narrow our focus down and um, get our job done tomorrow night. Yeah, Murray, just on, on that, what is your focus tomorrow? Is it, is it around your defence? Is it getting that right? Uh, getting that right you know, into the lead up to the, the final series or is it something else? Yeah, it is our defence. Um, we've leaked a couple couple of points um, in our losses and um, all comes down to our mentality and whether we want to be playing finals footy and, or, or not. So, these next three weeks are, are definitely going to be a big challenge for us. Um, we're up for it, and yeah, um, hopefully we can turn up with a defensive mindset tomorrow night and put on a performance. Mate, you, you've got a few things in your favour. Not only you, you, you've got the inspiration of Jason Talmalolo playing his 250th milestone matches, are always big for, for not only the player but his teammates. But uh, at home, I mean, it's just been a, a fortress for you, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've also got extra motivation with uh, the big fellas 250th. Um, he knows that we've got a job to do and he hates it, hates talking about it and especially about himself. So, um, you know, we're going to go out there and give it our best for him and definitely he's going to be a tough one um, up north. So we, we've got a got a battle ahead of us with, uh, with our middles tomorrow and um, yeah, it should be an exciting game tomorrow. So how does how does Toddy keep you, you sort of composed and calm? You know, obviously a big a big occasion because the expectation that you need to win. Obviously, you know Jason's uh, big milestone. So how do you how does Toddy keep you composed? Well, you just you just sort of focus on what you need to do. But you know through the week, how do you how do you go about you know preparing for this a game like this? Um, yeah, we sort of got uh, pretty level coaching stuff. Um, you know that. Try and I'll make it make a big fuss about it all week. Um, they sort of know our expectations and how we would like to go about the way we train and stuff like that. Um, but we have also got uh, good leaders in our club. We sort of know how the boys work and know what works best for the boys and what doesn't. So um, yeah, this week has been pretty calm and relaxed, even though we've got big expectations and um, yeah, so we're pretty fortunate in that area. What about the Sharks, Muzza? Obviously, you have on the back of two wins, uh, two great wins, beating the Rabbitohs and the, and then uh, on the weekend as well, uh, beating the Titans. So, is there any focus on there, or is this just about yourselves? Yeah, definitely. We've um, sort of looked at the team, and you know they've got a very attacking flair in their backs and in their forwards. So um, we've obviously noticed that. But uh, all week we've just been focusing about ourselves and trying to improve what's um what hasn't been working well for us so we're trying to really work together on that and yeah that's been our main focus this week is just um ourselves 
Mate, one final one before I let you go, or before we let you go. Um, the inclusion of Jeremiah Nanai. We, we, we weren't expecting him back for a while. That that must that must give the team a massive lift. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, he's still young, so um, that probably helps with all that healing stuff, being a young fella. Um, <laughs> but you know him, he's, uh, he's very eager to get out there and I think he's missed, I think, three games or three weeks um, through the top of his injury and we can definitely see him um, jumping out of the skin this week at training, being back with the boys. So, um, yeah, big inclusion for us. You know, he does a lot of the little things right for our team and um, all the boys are definitely excited to have him back in the team. Uh, outstanding, mate. I really appreciate your time. And I love how you call him a young fella. You're, you're only <laughs> exactly. 24, mate. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, he makes me feel old being around him. <laughs> oh, please, Muzz. I've seen you in action, mate. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, good. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Mal. Thanks, fellas. No worries, mate. Murray Tawalungi from the North Queensland Cowboys playing in the centres. A big game tomorrow night to kick off uh, to kick off round 25 because uh, they must win against the Sharks. Again, they're playing for the Paul Green medal as well. Mal, we've just got a text through from Mick up at North Lakes. He said, should we also send the women's team to Las Vegas just to show that both show the US, right. both genders can play what as great, hard. What a great idea. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, obviously it's a very costly exercise um, and um, it's the start of hopefully something great, you know, we, we're kind of hoping, you know. So um, I think that's an excellent idea though. You know, maybe not this year, but certainly look uh, towards it in the future, particularly if we can get, you know, the women's game is growing, you know, yeah. each year. Like there's 10 teams in the competition. And obviously the ultimate goal is to have 17 or 18 teams regardless of – so every NRL club has a men's and women's team. I think yep. that's the ultimate goal. And eventually if that does happen, well, then, yeah, I think it'll be men's and women's team, particularly if it kicks off, it takes off. And um, there's obviously a lot of support for it over there as well, which is important. Well, let's talk about your team and, and the women's team with the with the Titans. Mm. Um, they were undefeated coming into last week. Jeez, it's tight at the the top of the ladder, and they've got a a big battle on their hands. It's a top of the table clash basically against the Roosters uh, this Saturday. Yeah, it's a big game for the club. Um, it's interesting. Um, you know, the, the teams going out to um, the numbers that they are at the moment. How it sort of equalised the competition out, and yeah. and the games have been great. So because of the big concern around you know, the the, the the quality of the of the the women's space and you know if, if teams sort of you know will beat other teams by plenty but it seems to be doesn't seem to be happening that way it's very been a very competitive uh, competition and um, yeah the girls have been doing great I think that you know, if they stay healthy um, big game this week against the Roosters who are starting to find their form yeah because uh, they're ultimately they they have been the favourites for the competition so it's a big week for them it's at home too which is a bonus. Yeah, the, the Roosters, Knights, Raiders and Titans make out the top four of the NRLW, all on three wins each. So it's only four and against that are separating. Yeah, exactly. The, the, but there's the a couple four. of teams below that as well as that, you know, it's only two points away. So, yeah, you you got to – it's a bit like the NRL, the men's competition, the, the, the sort of the – the bottom four or the bottom seven, they've got to keep winning. If you don't keep winning, yeah, um, you'll miss out. And I think that's the same with the women's. If you don't keep winning, you'll fall out the back. Karen Murphy in charge, too, of the Titans. It's Which a, is great. Yeah, fa- fa- fairly fairly handy person to have in oh, charge there yeah. as coaching. Very, very good. Yeah, plenty <laughs> of experience and, and a great person. Outstanding. Well, I know Vanessa is tapping her toes because it's well past news time. Hopefully we can catch up. Mel, thank you for dropping by and great news for the the Kangaroos and the international calendar as well. So fantastic stuff. Looking forward to 
Talking to you from afar. Uh, yes, and tomorrow, of course, you've got the throat. Well, I mean, come and visit. Don't be a stranger. You know, we, we, we love this. But, of course, the throwdown tomorrow uh, at midday here on SEN. Mal Meninga, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. 10.34 time for a news hit.